used to be one of my favorite holidays. Now I kind of just enjoy it when I have a decent party to go to. In 2018, when I was a senior in college, my friend Tracy Sorority was going to be throwing a big Halloween party at the sorority house. She said I could bring one friend since they didn't want too many outsiders at the party. So I invited my best friend Cody. We're very last minute people when it comes to Halloween costumes. The party was that night and we didn't have anything. Cody was working late so he'd have to meet me right before the party. So he asked me to get a costume for him and he'd just Venmo me the money. I ran to the nearby Spirit Halloween store that opened up like 5 minutes from my house. I was just shotgunning it. I picked a Where's Waldo costume for myself and a Superman costume for Cody. Both two of the cheaper costumes they had. Everything was normal, until I got to the cashier. I was on the phone with Cody, telling him about the costume I got him and giving him details about the party. I told him which sorority it was, that Tracy got us the invite, gave him the address, and then he convinced me to pick him up instead of us just meeting, stuff like that. All of this was said as the cashier was watching me. He was some guy who was decently older than me. But because of his receding hairline, I couldn't put a gauge on it as to whether he was in his 30s or low 40s. He wore glasses though, and had a skinnyish build and an awkward presence. As he rang up the two costumes, he had a comment something along the lines of, Sounds like you have a fun party tonight, huh? I chuckled and said yeah. Then he started asking more details, like if it's open invite, and had a comment about there being lots of girls. I said it's closed invite and that I barely got an invite. He said it's all good. Then he shook my hand and introduced himself as Mike. So I did the same and told him my name was Sean. And I left. It was weird. Fast forward to later that night. I picked up Cody and we arrived to the party around 10pm. It sounded loud inside and there were multiple groups of people entering the house before us. At the door, a girl asked us who we knew there and I told her Tracy. She let us in and we were in this huge living room area. Music blasting, all the lights dimmed low, Halloween decorations everywhere, and to top it off, people with red cups full of booze crowding the place. We saw Tracy and hung around her for a while. We played beer pong and other drinking games. It was a very legit party. But then, at some point, there was a commotion by the front door area. Cody, Tracy, and I and a few others walked over, and the girl at the door started calling out, Where's Tracy? She came forward, and the girl asked, Who is Sean? I said, I am. Then she asked me who that creepy guy we invited was. I was confused and said, who? She described some older looking man in a cowboy costume with a fake mustache. He apparently inappropriately touched one of the girls trying to get her into a separate room and she screamed for help. Then he took off with something in his pocket. None of the guys chased after him or anything. Immediately I thought of the cashier from Spirit Halloween. I told them about it and everyone got even more creeped out. The party went on but they were a lot more cautious about who they were letting in, and they even considered calling the cops for a second. That whole thing really killed my vibe, and we didn't stay much longer after that. In total, we were probably at the party for a couple hours at most. We left a little past midnight, I think. I didn't drink much. As I started my car, a car parked like two cars behind us also turned on, and as I drove in the direction of Cody's house, the car started to follow. Cody and I were sure it had to be him after it made four of the same turns, so I pulled to the side of the road, egging him on to pull over, but the car just stopped for a few seconds, then basically floored it past us. We didn't get a good look at who was inside, but I'm still positive it was him. After dropping off Cody down the block from his house just being cautious, I was staying very aware of my surroundings, and because of that, 
I noticed a car in the near distance with its lights off, tailing me. It looked like the same car. I got to a main road, once again pulled over, and waited. The car once again waited, and then a few seconds later, turned on its lights and floored it in the far left lane, passing me. I was obviously shook, and drove home as fast as I could while I was sure I wasn't being followed. I called that Spirit Halloween location the next day and reported the cashier. They thanked me for the information, but I never went back there, so I wouldn't know if he was fired or anything. Looking back, I wonder if I could have and should have pressed charges. Regardless, I have no idea what he could have possibly wanted from me. But either way, I'm happy he didn't find out where I live. Halloween of 2019 was the most terrifying night of my life. I live in Australia, and because we don't celebrate Halloween as enthusiastically, we don't get as many trick-or-treaters, around five or six people at most. I am personally a huge fan of Halloween though, to the dismay of my parents who would prefer not to acknowledge it. Obviously that leaves me in charge of putting up decorations and handing out candy. This particular year, Halloween fell on a school night and a storm began just after 6 o'clock which unfortunately meant my efforts preparing the decorations had pretty much gone to waste. Ignoring my better judgment, I still waited for trick-or-treaters in the living room and watched The Conjuring to pass the time. Around an hour and a half later, I got a message from my friend M on our group chat, asking if anyone would like to mess around and go trick-or-treating. At first I was confused, we hadn't gone trick-or-treating in over five years, but I decided it would make the night more enjoyable as nobody was knocking on the door anyway. My other friends, who I'll call S, C, and H, all agreed and asked M where we should meet up. M quickly replied he couldn't make it, which was strange because he was the one who offered to go trick-or-treating, but he suggested a house which has lots of candy. Me, S, C, and H all arrived at the house within half an hour. A large table with a pumpkin bowl filled with lollipops stood at the front porch, and after checking the windows to make sure we weren't being watched, we emptied the bowl between us only leaving a few to avoid suspicion. As we turned around to leave, we were greeted by two men dressed as clowns approaching us up the driveway. They had huge painted smiles and tilted heads. I could tell we were all creeped out, and one of my friends screamed as they started bolting towards us, one squeaking its rubber nose as they chased. After running for what felt like an eternity, we finally lost them. We decided to go to M's house so we could discuss what just happened in a safe area. However, when M answered the door, he burst into laughter. What the hell are you guys doing? He said, confused. You told us to go trick-or-treating. Can you just let us inside? S replied. After sitting down on M's couch, we all soon realized M had lost his phone earlier that day, and a stranger had suggested the idea of going to that house, presumably some sort of trap for the clowns. After another half hour, I cautiously made it home by 9.30, finished my movie, and went outside to collect the candy bowl I set up. I was shocked to see the bowl was completely empty. However, my stomach turned when I saw a clown nose was now laying inside of it. I told my parents everything that happened, and showed them the clown nose that had been left at our house. They assured me it was just some Halloween prank. I woke up around 1am to noises coming from my bedroom window, like rocks hitting the glass. Although I was scared half to death, my curiosity got the better of me. I eventually opened the blinds. My Halloween decorations were destroyed and littered the ground below. I stared motionless in complete shock. 
until a lollipop was thrown at the window, breaking my trance. I looked up and saw them, the two clowns perched upon the neighbor's roof, looking down at me. I screamed and ran away towards my parents' room. I'll skip the details that followed, but the police were called and the clowns were not found. The officers informed us they would check out the house my friends and I trick-or-treated at, and they left in about half an hour. The following morning, we were told the house was abandoned, and M's phone was discovered inside. That day at school, I learned M, S, C, and H all had creepy experiences during the night as well. I'm not sure if the clowns followed us home or they somehow tracked us through M's phone. All I know is that Halloween is only a few weeks away, and I am completely terrified they'll return. It was a stormy Halloween night. I was with my three friends John, Mary, and Keenan. Since we didn't have any real plans and were kind of just hanging around, I decided to grab the Ouija board from my closet. All my friends were down to try it. I wanted to be funny but also set the mood, so I got three candles, lit them, and turned off all the lights. The four of us sat at the table with our hands on the planchette. We started off by saying, is anyone there? Of course, the planchette started to move, and we all started to laugh. It went from Y to E to S, spelling yes. John and I began asking the really stupid, goofy questions, like, will you haunt Mary? And she kept begging us to stop. But as the planchette moved to once again spell out the word yes, we all erupted into laughter. To be honest, I didn't even contribute to moving the piece around the board. I just assumed John and Keenan were messing around for the most part. Then, without anyone asking a question, the planchette started moving to spell the words, I'm inside the house. More laughs, until there was a huge, very obvious thump sound from directly upstairs, like right over our heads. It most closely resembled a boot stomping on the floor. All of us jumped. Mary started screaming and freaking out. John, Keenan, and I didn't know whether to laugh or be freaked out. My parents weren't home. No one was except for me. We don't have any pets. Suddenly, the doorbell rang. We looked at each other. Then I went to look through the peephole. I opened the door. It was a dad and his young son trick-or-treating under an umbrella. I opened the door and handed the kids some candies. But once I shut the door, it was back to the current reality of the situation, which was figuring out what the hell that sound was. I convinced all three of them to come upstairs with me just to check. We all got to the upstairs hallway. All that was on was a nightlight plugged into the floor outlet. We were halfway through the hallway, approaching my parents' bedroom, which was the room directly above the table we were sitting at, where we heard the noise. That's when we all heard the same thing. It was this voice of a girl. What was said, none of us could hear it, but all four of us agreed we heard the voice of a girl in my parents' room, followed by the sound of something being dropped on the floor. Mary and Keenan ran down the stairs, freaked out, but not making a peep. John and I, however, approached the door. I opened it quietly and pushed it open slowly. I looked into the dark room, and I saw something tall standing in the far corner of the room. I slammed the door shut, and we ran down the stairs. We stayed in the living room and flicked on the lights, and then noticed one of the candles by the Ouija board was blown out. I called the cops, and a few minutes later, when an officer arrived... I asked him to check my parents' bedroom. I led him up the stairs and pointed at the door. He knocked on it and announced police, then opened the door quickly and flicked on the light. He checked the closet, under the bed, nothing. 
That's when we followed and entered the room as well, and I can confirm no one was in there. While we were at it, we checked every single bedroom and bathroom up there. There was not a single possible place anybody could be hiding. After the police officer left, we threw the Ouija board in the neighbor's garbage, and we all sat under the awning in my backyard, listening to the storm in silence until my parents returned. After telling the story to my parents together, eventually my friends left. My parents seemed to believe us, but what could they really do? I didn't sleep too well that night, and obviously I have no plans of using a Ouija board ever again. <laughs>